Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! Bonjour! Thank you for joining me. (laughs) If you're joining me for the very first time... I'm grateful. I'm grateful. We're transcending time and space by joining together by means of this podcast. Whether you're listening live or listening to the replay, it's all good. We are eternal beings not bound by time and space. So I invite you to step into a blessing with me as we place our hand on our heart and I speak this word of gratitude So grateful to take this breath, lifting us up with this breath of gratitude. We're breathing in gratitude. We're breathing out the love of our being, the light of the world that we are. We are truly grateful and truly thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self, transcending time and space limitations to join together in the infinite. We are grateful and thankful that everything is for us, nothing is against us, that we are one with the only thing there is. Our mind is the mind of God. Our heart is the very heart of God. Our hand is the very hand of God in this world. And we are dedicating ourselves to being truly helpful in this world. We are grateful to come out from among them and to be of service in this world. We are grateful to open ourselves to new insight and awareness. Remembering the truth. This is our way. We are remembering the truth. So grateful to give up learning through suffering and pain and instead relax into remembering the truth. We are grateful and thankful that our life is blessed and we share these blessings, all of our learning and inspiration with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, 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 amen. The healing is in the allowing. We allow ourselves to be led and guided by spirit, and there is our healing. Mm. Then we have something to share. Yes, and... (laughs) I love this topic that Spirit gave me this week. So good. Self-love isn't for sissies. Self-love ain't for sissies. Don't we know it? Oh, my goodness. In um, in my year-long course, Masterful Living, I talk quite a bit about self-love and in Finding Freedom as well. But Masterful Living is a year-long course, so there's way more depth to it. And... Uh, People will often ask me, Jennifer, how how do I love myself? I I don't even get the concept. It doesn't even make sense to me. How can I work with this? And so uh, I were starting a new round of Masterful Living. And by the way, uh, I decided to open up registration for one week, one week only, So jump in now if you're interested and or book an exploratory call, talk with one of the spiritual counselors, get your questions answered, make sure it's right for you right now or not right for you right now, whatever you'd like to discover. And uh, inspired by the, the people who are in Masterful Living this year, And this journey of self-love that is so profoundly healing and the healing that folks who are in Masterful Living last year have been sharing with me recently, I decided to do a self-love class uh, this week for Valentine's Day. So Thursday the 13th, Friday the 14th, and I think we're going to do replays on the weekend 
if you go to jenniferhadley.com, the events page, uh, you can sign up there. And it's probably on the home page at jenniferhadley.com. Self-love. And so uh, uh, I'm going to do these classes live on Thursday and Friday, and then we'll run replays on the weekend uh, with the spiritual counselors. And it's so life-changing. I've really been contemplating this lately, how challenging self-love was for me, developing self-love for me, and how deeply, profoundly healing it has been for me. I had no idea, no idea. And, and Spirit is so good because I never would have gone on a journey of self-love if not for Spirit. It wasn't something I read about in a book and got inspired. I I just find that books are helpful in anchoring our insights and inspiration. And certainly, A Course of Miracles is great for that. And I get profoundly inspired reading A Course of Miracles. But nothing is as inspiring as the ahas that come through as a result of my spiritual practice. Nothing is as healing as that. Nothing is as motivating or inspiring as the insights that come through my own spiritual practice of choosing love and connecting with spirit. And it's the choosing love and the connecting with spirit that are the practice of self-love. Their spiritual practice and all spiritual practice is self-loving. Self with a capital S. So a lot of the things that we do in the world, like watching television and um, trying to look good, say something clever, do something clever, make something clever, all of that is often feeding the small self with a small s. I think of it as the selfish self. So my inspiration to love myself came, I remember it well, it was back in the 80s, uh, mid-80s, and I was living in Manhattan on the Upper West Side, 98th and Broadway, And I had a big closet that I could actually stand in. And I went into my closet to get something. And as I turned on the light in the closet and stepped into it, this thought was so loud in my mind. I heard it for the first time. And it was, I hate you. That was my ego-identified self talking to me. I hate you. I hate you. And it shocked me. Because the Jennifer that I presented to the world was one that was confident, that was secure, that knew it all, that was always right, etc. Very egocentric. And this thought that rang like a bell in my mind, I hate you. It woke me up. And my thought was, that's not good. (laughs) That is not good. Oh, boy. It's like that moment in a horror film when the phone rings, right? And the young, beautiful woman is there alone by herself. And it's a stormy night outside. I've never seen any of these movies, but I've seen those clips, right? And the phone rings, and it's the murderer. The axe murderer, the Freddy, the, I don't know the names of any of those horror movie people, really. 
Freddy Krueger is the only one I can think of. And you realize, or she realizes, the call is coming from inside the house. What? So that was... (laughs) That was my experience. That was my moment then. The the horror message of I hate you is coming from inside my own house. Ah. So I decided to do something about it. I had recently begun going to services with Eric Butterworth at Lincoln Center in Manhattan, the Unity uh, Minister. So inspiring, so brilliant. So clear, he rang like a bell of truth. And I decided to do something about it. So I had all these goals on my list, and I was quite unhappy at the time, searching for the answers, beginning to to look for the answers in spiritual places instead of uh, the world, because I, I couldn't find what I wanted in the world. I tried and nothing was satisfying me. The The great job wasn't f- satisfying me. The good paycheck wasn't satisfying me. The boyfriends weren't satisfying me. Nothing of the world was satisfying me. Everything felt empty. Everything felt disappointing. Everything felt like some kind of um, loss. And so I started looking for love in the right place, in spirit. And it was that message of I hate you that said, okay, I've got to, I've got to address this. I can't let this go on now that I see it. It's like you pull back the wall and you realize, oh, no, there's terrible mold here. You can't let it go on. So it was like a mold on my soul, black mold on my soul. And I began that that journey for self-love. Well, the reason why self-love isn't for sissies is because it's confrontational. It's confrontational. And what I've learned as a spiritual counselor for the last 20 years is that, and especially as one who trains spiritual counselors that most people have an inner dialogue that is abusive, it is negative, it is punishing, it is discouraging, and it's a wonder anybody can get anything done with all that negativity spewing all the time, like some noxious volcano that is um, burning us from the inside. So what I've seen is because all of that self-hatred and the self-abuse and the self-attack and the self-criticism, self-shaming and all of that, it's because it's not based in reality, with a capital R, as we know it from studying A Course in Miracles, it's all based in the illusion. It's amazing how quickly you can turn it around. I see people do it in Masterful Living every year. They really turn it around. They make a huge difference. You know, in a couple of years in a row of making a huge difference, two, three, four years of really, you know, making like a 25% dent, a 30% dent each year, well, a handful of years doing that, you are a totally different person living a totally different life. And you can bring benefit to your whole family, to everyone you work with, to uh, your community, your ancestors even. It's extraordinary what can be done. And... If you can be discouraged from it, you will be. That's why it's not for sissies. If you can be discouraged, you will be. So, there are times when people will, of course, actively try to discourage us. And that's when we must have courage, when they're trying to discourage us. 
we must have courage because our courage is threatening to some people. To some people, it's inspiring. To other people, it's threatening. Because if we're in dysfunctional relationships, and most of us are in special relationships, which are highly dysfunctional, if we're in dysfunctional relationships with people who also do not love themselves, if we decide to go on a path of healing, that will be threatening to their ego. Our shifting identity from being identified with a small selfish self to recognizing our true identity is with the higher Holy Spirit self. That, that journey is threatening to people who have an investment in their small selfish self's relationship with our small selfish selves. So remember, the special relationship is, I like, prefer to describe it, is, is uh, the special relationship is a relationship that is based on dysfunction. It is based on lack. It is based on limitation. It affirms these things at every turn. Lack, limitation, separation from spirit, dysfunction, and all special relationships are, uh, let's make a deal. I'll give you this if you give me that. I will validate your this if you validate my that. I will put up your with your this if you put up with my that. Right? They're all let's make a deal. No, there's no such thing as unconditional love in a special relationship. Because there's no love, and love can only be unconditional. So this is why cultivating self-love is so critical and so important, is because we can't actually have a relationship that is truly loving until we love ourselves. Just, we can't. It's, we're just not capable of it. It's not that we wouldn't like to. It's not that we're not interested. We're not capable until we love ourselves. Because until we love ourselves, we're always going to be looking to get love from outside of us. Looking for love in all the wrong places and faces. Because we don't have it inside. When you have love in your heart for yourself and for spirit then you have love for everyone. And you can love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you can also, you can love your neighbor and you can love the one who calls themselves your enemy. Right? So we have examples in the world of people who actively believe they have enemies because they don't know the unity of all life. So they are firmly entrenched in separation. They are teaching separation. They believe in separation. They feel their power comes from separation, divide, and conquer. So their their tools are weapons of attack. Right, And they can only be disarmed by love. They can only be conquered by love. This is why my two of my favorite well, my three favorite teachers are Gandhi and King and Jesus, because love was their message that love knows no opposition. Love is the powerful force the more powerful force in the world. But it takes courage, it takes strength of heart to invest in love. So when, once we really open our heart to love and we love ourselves, 
then we can love other people and we can receive the love of other people. We feel worthy of it when we love ourselves. And then our heart is open, it is strong, it is powerful, and it is a truly helpful and transformative power in this world because it is aligned with spirit, with the higher Holy Spirit self. And that aspiration will be met by spirit in its fullness, and we cannot fail. We will be lifted up. We will be raised high above the battlefield if we are willing to walk in this world and love all. But if we have special relationships and we love this one so much more and make this one special, we make these codependent deals with everybody. And then this one who is so hateful, oh, I can't love them. They're so hateful. They're disgusting. What they're doing is disgusting. It's repulsive. Well, then we are standing in a place of saying, I know what everything is for. And that is, that is not for good. Not at all. And when we stand in that place, we are standing with ego, with the small selfish selves, and we're looking to separate, right? To sort the good from the bad. But A Course in Miracles is very clear. Everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions except in the opinion of the ego. So my prayer is to no longer make any exceptions. And the first place for me to stop making exceptions is with myself. I am good because I am of God. It is my nature to be good. It is my nature to be loving. It is my nature to be truthful. You see, one of the things that we do is all throughout our day, we're making sense of what we're experiencing by viewing it through the lens of the past. Why do we do that? So we can be the ones who decide what's good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong. Because we think that's where our power comes from, being that decider. It's not. Love is the only power. Love is the only healer. Love is the only fixer. Love is the only way. Love is what I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am is the way the truth, and the life. I am that I am. A Course in Miracles tells us very clearly, we are the treasure of God. And our heart is the altar of God. And we have laid upon the altar so many false idols because we feel unworthy of love. So this is why In the Power of Love community, we work directly on healing this unworthiness. We work directly on cultivating self-love. This is what we're doing, and this is where the miraculous healing comes from. It comes from cultivating a loving heart, and it means that we must give up reserving the right to attack anyone, including ourselves. Because when we attack anyone, we are attacking ourselves. And you know what? I'm fairly active on Facebook. I I don't so much look at other people's stuff uh, because I don't really like reading things on Facebook, but I do appreciate the opportunity to engage with people on Facebook and 
And I look to do it in a way that's interesting to me and that is possibly inspiring to others. And uh, many people do give me messages that say, thank you for your message today. It, It helped me shift the direction I was going in. So that's the only reason I do it. Truly, it's the only reason I do it is because I get those messages back and I'm interested in being truly helpful and and I can do it and I feel inspired to do it. Sometimes I just, spirit will say, go to Facebook and put this on there. Okay, sure, I can do that. Take me a minute. Then I'll check back later to see what the comments are. Comment on the comments. Why did I say that? Spirit knows. Ah, sometimes people say hateful things, attacking things. I don't take it personally. No one says a hateful thing who loves themselves. No one. And that's where we can do our work. It's not for sissies. It's time for me to take a break. What? I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we are actively living the love, walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Self-love isn't for sissies. (laughs) Just in time for Valentine's Day. So in the month of February, for years now, I've been making all the episodes about relationship. And so today the relationship uh, issue is our relationship with ourself, which impacts all of our other relationships. Because if you've ever tried to really love someone who does not love themselves, you'll know that it's really pretty impossible until they learn to love themselves. I am so moved and inspired by the teachings of Martin Luther King Jr. And I love his great sermon, Loving Our Enemies. And uh, if you search in my daily spiritual espresso, you can find it. You could probably find it, too, if you search Loving Our Enemies Jennifer Hadley at Google. You'll probably find it. And uh, I love truly the teachings of Martin Luther King Jr. on that topic And that when we love our enemies, we redeem them. And for many people, the ego is perceived as an enemy. To me, I know this might contradict what some other Course in Miracles teachers say, and I'm okay with that, happy to discuss it with them if there's an interest for that. But like I know Gary Renard says the ego is out to kill you, and... I don't disagree with that, but I also don't think that the one who is out to kill me is the enemy. They're my brother, my sister. The ego is not a being. It is a thought system. And so it is a thought system of destruction. It is a thought system of separation. It is a thought system of lack and limitation. And when people are ego-identified, they will be out to kill themselves and to diminish others as well. So this is why the teachings of A Course in Miracles are to disengage with that thought system, to disidentify with that thought system. And for any spiritual student on this path, there comes a time of being disillusioned, right? We're no longer enamored of the illusion. We're disillusioned with the world that we've made, our perceptions and our projections. And so this is when we come out from among them. And this is when we also discover self-love. 
And so it takes courage to love ourselves. And that courage is loving ourselves enough to no longer be self-destructive, but to be self-loving. And when we're self-loving, we're also loving of spirit because we are of spirit. And so it's life-changing when we get to the point where we make a decision to start really actively practicing love, which means that when the attack thoughts are so tempting to think, we interrupt that pattern. When the attack thoughts are directed at someone else or ourselves, it doesn't matter. Interrupting that pattern is self-loving. Because if we're vibrating with the vibration of hatred, we're vibrating with uh, anger and resentment and regret and blame and shame and all of those things, if we're allowing ourselves to vibrate at that level, it's not self-loving. So out of self-love... We look at the thoughts and feelings that are coming up for healing and we say, Spirit, I'm choosing a higher vibration. I'm choosing a higher thought. Lift me up. Show me the way. So we stop relying upon our own ability to figure it out. That's critical. There's, there's no way that we can awaken spiritually and not... Uh, ascend to the awareness that going on our own steam is a path of self-destruction, lack, limitation, and separation. So, but that is the way of the world. That is what we've been taught, to be resourceful from what we can figure out using the ego thought system. So to disengage from that requires courage, and that's why self-love isn't for sissies. I'm doing this self-love class for Valentine's Day. And if you're listening to this later, you'll always be able to find my free classes. You can always write to admin at jenniferhadley.com. How can I find that free class? I heard about it on the Jennifer's podcast. So, um, but this free registration for this self-love class, it's a free class. And part of why I'm doing this class is to uh, talk about some of the work that we do in Masterful Living. Because I feel it's, it's so critical that people understand that tremendous healing is possible. And, but it, it does require spiritual practice, work, time, attention. And many people sign up for all kinds of classes where they're just listening to something, right? And there isn't work to actually do. And what I love about the way Spirit has guided me to create Masterful Living is we're doing the work in community. So people make tremendous friends, uh, just the very best of friends, the deepest relationships that go on for years and years and years. Uh, because the connection is pure spirit, bringing them together as prayer partners. And uh, it's extraordinary, the healing that happens when we are consistently throughout our week in various ways, being the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love. Even for a few minutes here and a few minutes there, it makes such an extraordinary difference it, it it continuously amazes and impresses me. And this has built my faith. It's what I call proving God. So for me, in my journey to self-love, one of the things that I had to do that required real strength and courage on my part was I had to be willing to admit how self-destructive I was. I had to be willing to admit to myself that I was very unloving to myself. I had to be willing to have the scales fall from my eyes and to recognize that me having dinner with this person once a week that I've been calling my friend for all these years, this is actually self-destructive because we're getting together and we're complaining. We are... Um, disparaging other people. 
we are blaming other people for our problems. We are making fun of other people. And we are engaging in self-destructive behavior by doing this. And we think that it's fun because we're laughing and because we feel superior to these people that we're making fun of and disparaging. But doing that is actually self-destructive because I'm one with those people. And so when I lower my vibration to the place where I can find it funny to attack other people, where I can find it humorous and worthwhile to disparage other people, to, to uh, behind their back belittle them. And you see, we think we can do this because that person is on television, right? They're not in our life. We're, we're not inviting them to our home. We're not going to their home. We're seeing them in, in on YouTube. We're seeing them on television. We're listening to them on the radio and thinking they're an idiot. So we think that we're so separate from them, we can never feel the pain and suffering caused by our attack thoughts. But any thought that we believe... We are the ones that will feel the energy of it first, last, and foremost. So any attack thought that we think we're directing out into the world, we are going to be the one who feels the greatest experience of the attack. And there's no way around it. Just like if we're praying for people, we are the ones that will feel the greatest benefit from the prayer. Because we're the one holding that vibration. So whether we're holding a vibration of lack and limitation and attack, or we're holding a vibration of love and compassion and perfection and beauty and truth, we're going to experience the majority of the effect in this world. All thought produces form at some level. There are no idle thoughts. A Course in Miracles, Chapter 2, Fear and Conflict section. So, the most challenging part of loving ourselves is to be vigilant with our thoughts that's the most challenging part. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. I don't find it hard now, but I do find it is a practice that I must engage in all day long. And when I began, it was exhausting to me. And I felt like I was failing all day long. I don't feel that way anymore, and that's why I encourage people to join me, because now... I feel so differently, and I do love myself, and I can love other people easily. I used to think that other people's energy would bring me down, and now I know, no, it's just your thoughts about them, Jennifer, that's bringing you down. Lift your thoughts to the light. Choose love. You won't feel down anymore. So I can be around someone whose energy is intensely destructive and negative, and I can be at peace. And I can be helpful to them. And that's my goal, of course. So whatever your goal is in spirit, spirit will lift you up and make it possible for you if you're willing to actually go there. If you're really willing to go there. But if you're going there to get something, like you're, if you're practicing self-love in order to heal your body so that you're no longer in pain, it's not the same as practicing love so that you can be of service in the world, so that you can remember your heavenly Father, Mother, God. It's not the same. It's not bad. It's just not quite the same. So this is the thing, is to 
move into the heart space. That our heart opens so much that we're choosing love so we can feel and recognize our closeness to our Creator. Not so that we can accomplish some effect in the world. So that we can just be in that communion with our Creator. And we can forget all of our attachments to the world of effects. So that we can truly live in the kingdom, recognizing that we are the treasure of God. And no one needs to agree or recognize that that is so. We can know it. Right? That we are more interested in that relationship we have with the light of our being than in any other relationship. And that is not for sissies. Because sissies, all right, I'm getting, let's define sissies. So sissies are people who are scaredy cats. (laughs) Sissies are ones who are afraid. You know, their orientation is to be afraid. They don't trust. They don't have faith, so they're always afraid. And people who begin the spiritual journey from that place are actually, listen to this, incredibly fortunate because the shift that they will experience is so tremendous that they will be compelled to live and demonstrate in such a way that others will be profoundly inspired to join them on that journey. And I feel like that's me as I'm saying it. I don't think I've ever said any of this quite the way I'm saying it now. But feel that, that the ones who have felt the most lost, the ones who have felt the most afraid, the ones who have felt the most betrayed and hurt and wounded, when they take this journey within to the heart of love that is in each one of us, and they actually take up residence in their loving heart, which has been prepared for them by that higher Holy Spirit self, when they take up residence there in that holy place, in their own being, they will be such an inspiration to the world because of the distance they've traveled. And what they can share will be a healing balm in a fitful world. I do see this in Masterful Living all the time, that the people who begin Masterful Living and they're truly frightened, feeling very weak, desperate, and despairing, at the edge of hopelessness, a couple of years later, if they practice, if they put their trust in to the practices, then within a few years, they are helping others profoundly. They are an inspiration. That journey is not for sissies. And yet, (laughs) it is the people who seem the very weakest at the beginning who become so strong. And that is a beautiful thing to participate in. It's so beautiful to hold the hand of the one making that journey. I am so grateful. Thank you, God. 
So I, I went from this self-hatred and self-loathing. And I used to hear all the time, I hate this world, I hate this life. And then when I finally heard, I hate you, that flipped a switch in me. I'm now so grateful that's where I started from. That sense of utter and complete weakness. Trying desperately to find my strength in the world through other people, through uh, my position at work and, and my title at work and, you know, just any place, anything in the world that I could find strength from, from, you know, having a, a, an attractive body, an attractive face, um, being able to be sexy or hot or any of those things in the world that were so important to me. Like, oh, if only I could have that, if only I could be that, if only I could do that, then I would feel safe. Then I would feel secure. Then I would be lovable. Nothing could be further from the truth. No, it's just not true. And I'm so glad that I couldn't be fooled anymore. And I felt so lost and afraid that I gave up trying to get my security from the world. And it is that thing of uh, I was contemplating this earlier. It came into my mind that many years ago I became friends with a woman, beautiful woman. I can't think of her name right now. You know, people in your life for a, a reason or a season. Uh, can't think of her name right this second. Beautiful, beautiful woman who was a uh, a world-class gymnast. And um, she, extraordinary uh, at, uh, at talent. And one of the things she had done in her life was she had trained to be an acrobat and to be a trapeze artist. So, because uh, she had all this athletic skill as a gymnast, and she had this desire to experience it as an acrobat and a trapeze artist. So, in that training, right, you can imagine you've got the net underneath you, and you're high above it, and you're, you have to learn how to swing back and forth, um, standing on the trapeze, and then you have to learn how to fling yourself into the air and fly through the air to be caught by the catcher. Otherwise, there's no trapeze show. If the the one who, uh, if the acrobat doesn't fling themselves off the trapeze and fly through the air and do the somersaults and all the things that they do to be caught by the catcher, there's no act. There's no nothing. It's not happening. <laughs> so what she said to me was that when she was learning to do that, the catcher said to her, I will always catch you. I will always catch you. Your job is not to look for me. Your job is to let go and fly. I will always catch you. And so for her, the strength that she required, she had all the skill and talent in her body and the ability to do the flips and the somersaults and all the different things. The thing that she had to learn to do that required courage was she had to let go of the trapeze and allow herself to fly through the air to be caught by the catcher. She had to trust the catcher would catch her. 
because she knew how to leap from the ground from a standing position and do a somersault in the air and come back down and things like that. She knew how to do it on a balance beam, you know, on a trampoline, all these different ways. But this was different because she had to let them catch her. And that's our journey with spirit, is it not? But if what we are leaping towards is some ego validation, wouldn't it actually be more helpful if we were somehow taught that is going to cause you to fall into the net. And if you don't believe in the net, it may cause you to fall into the ground. Because that's going to be your learning. That if you're pursuing ego goals, they will not bring you happiness that lasts more than a moment because it's not possible. And that momentary happiness is not actually happiness at all. What it is, is is the very temporary cessation of wanting, needing, craving. Love is the permanent cessation of wanting, needing, craving. But we don't trust it. And so that's why Course in Miracles teaches us that number one quality characteristic of the teacher of God is trust yes not for sissies (laughs) so come join me in my self love class come join me in masterful living this year I know if you can feel it it's for you and trust that come join us if if you realize after a month or two it's not for you that's all right. no harm no foul Follow your intuition. That's where the peace lies. And a big thank you to everyone who supports this podcast. If you enjoy it, please consider making a monthly recurring donation, powerofloveministry.net. We take a breath of love and gratitude. We open our hearts to love ourselves free of all limiting thoughts and beliefs. We share the benefits with all. We let it be. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great rest of your week.